Hey everybody, Todd Dills with the Overdrive Radio Podcast. Before we get started today, I want to give you a, an ear on a bit of appreciation. My own, sure, in a time like this when consumer demand can tend to outstrip reasonable stocking expectations at retailers, particularly when it comes to things like Purell, of course, and so much more. The opening bit of audio today comes from a caller out in Washington State who heard our ongoing over-the-road special series we've been doing with the fine folks at PRX's Radiotopia podcast network. Her sentiment, well, let's just say we share it here at Overdrive. Here's a big thanks directly to you. Hey, Over the Road team. This is Joe from Spokane, Washington. Uh, I don't have a question. I just wanted to let you all know how touched I am by the series so far. I know it's a team effort, and I just uh, I really appreciate everything that I've heard so far. And secondly, um, I just want to say thanks to all the truckers out there and all the men and women that go into the trucking industry. Uh, what I do on a daily basis is um, purchasing and receiving for a company I work for, and I depend on the truckers, and I am so grateful for those that are out there putting in the miles. So thanks. Thanks to the truckers, and thanks to the over-the-road team. I'm so excited for the next episode. Big thanks to Joe, and if you haven't heard Over the Road as yet, search Over the Road Podcast at OverdriveOnline.com to hear the episodes, or visit OverTheRoad.fm for options to how uh, on how to listen free and subscribe via a podcasting app. The rest of today's Overdrive Radio podcast gets us back to more brass tax fare for this podcast, though the system owner-operator Chad Fowler of Conway, Arkansas, custom designed and installed in his truck to eliminate most any need to idle, is certainly elaborate, to say the least. Fowler did much of the install work with several close associates, one of whom had done a fair amount of solar panel work on homes himself. Yes, Fowler's solar-powered, no-idle system employs house-type panels, securely mounted to the cab roof of his 1996 Peterbilt 379. Other solar systems might use mobile-specific, flexible panels that don't require the same kind of technical install. The way it works for electrical needs is that the panels are connected to a charge controller that basically feeds power as available and needed to a bank of batteries. Fowler's got 12 6-volt golf cart-style batteries that are uh, aligned in a series and then are drawn upon whenever he needs electricity in cab, run through an inverter to his sleeper. Here he is describing parts of the system. I put a, I put a four panel system on my truck. Uh, it's four solar panels. They're, they're house solar panels. Uh, they're 275 watts a piece, I believe. It produces 1100 watts, 80 amps. Uh, I have a charge controller in my sleeper that controls what the panels do when I'm sitting or going down the road. When I'm driving, the alternator and the panels work together. When I'm sitting, the panels do it by themselves. I do sit more than everybody else because I do trade shows and things. Uh, sometimes you have to sit a couple of days waiting or 
you might get laid over for the weekend. I just spent five days in Arizona sitting. So my solar panel system took care of what I needed to do when I was sitting. Owner-operator Fowler's 1996P is built with a double eagle big bunk that's well appointed with everything you need to make a home on the road, really. Those five days he spent in Arizona sitting here recently? No, he didn't need to crank the big diesel at all unless he needed to move the truck. The SunTech solar panels, as noted before, feed a bank of 12 6-volt golf cart batteries through the charge controller. They supplied the rig with well more than enough power through that entire time period, without the need for another motor or cranking the truck to charge them. The Sun did all that work for him. Yeah, that's basically the only time I do crank my truck is if I want to run to Walmart and do some grocery shopping or when I pull in somewhere and park and set the brake and shut the truck off, I don't start it again until I'm ready to go somewhere. Yeah, and you're, and I mean, during all that time, of course, you're, you're living in the truck, cooking in the truck, uh, you know, everything. Right. I got two refrigerators, 30-inch flat screen TV. I got a two-burner stovetop. I carry a crock pot, and I got a rotisserie oven and things like that. Uh, running water in my truck. There's nothing that I can't there's nothing that you can cook at your house or anything that I can't do in my truck yeah. if you go in a truck stop it's 20 plus a day you know every time you sit down to eat um, about saving money that doesn't mean exactly that the environmental concerns that most people associate with interest in solar panels don't fit into Fowler's thinking about his own motivation to utilize them he feels he's doing his part in reducing uh, the environmental impact of his older trucks running emissions by totally eliminating any combustion engine from his stationary power. I'm not running around trying to destroy the planet. I think about them things too. And yes, maybe I'm doing my, my small part to help reduce my emissions. I would dare to say if you track what I do as far as running down the road and not idling and things like that, I'm probably producing uh, the same emissions are maybe a little less than, say, uh, 2020 Peterbilt or whatever, you know, with their DPF systems on there. I went to school for all that because I was a diesel mechanic for 20 years. You, you can turn the truck off for much longer uh, time than a lot of guys in some of the newer trucks will do if they don't have a, an auxiliary power system. Right, and a lot of these guys run APUs, and... Okay, you have an APU and it burns a quarter of a gallon or maybe a little more fuel an hour. I understand the reasoning behind that. But you also have the maintenance on that APU. No. When I was when I was parked in Arizona, there was a driver next to me in a flatbed. His APU broke down while I was sitting there. And that's a regular occurrence with these things. You're, it's an engine. You have to maintain it and it's going to break down. With my mechanical background, I fixed the APU for him, where he could have his air conditioner, because it's hot in Arizona. You did it right there in the in the truck stop where you guys were. Yes, sir, I did. Uh, yeah. He asked he asked me what I owed him. I just told him to pay it forward. Yeah, sure. What was the issue here with that one in particular? Uh, we ended up discovering that the belt had broke, so he went to the shop there at. Danny's Big Rig Resort, and they ordered him one from the dealer. He brought me the belt, and I pulled all the covers off his APU, put the belt on, and he was back going.
maybe uh, maybe he'll be able to do that himself uh, next time it happens. <laughs> uh, he just told me he had no mechanical skills whatsoever. And here's the thing in truck driving, if you're going to be an owner-operator, if you don't know how to do basic things like that, do not buy a truck. And people ask me for my opinion all the time. Is my opinion right? I don't know. But if you don't know how to do basic mechanical stuff, don't buy a truck because you're going to end up just working for nothing. You're going to break yourself. Things break uh, and things, you know, it's all, there's a lot of components on a truck and uh, you'll end up constantly paying people to, to fix stuff for you, more or less, right? $150 an hour. Yeah. No more ego. Chad Fowler took that technical know-how he has and applied it to his crafting of the solar system he runs. You can find more about the quote-unquote solar Peterbilt via his Facebook group of the same name. Alongside the auxiliary power battery bank, plenty powered to run an RV-style Dometic Atwood roof HVAC system in his sleeper, he segregated a starting module like those made by Maxwell Technologies for the sole purpose of starting the truck. He says it starts faster and cleaner than it ever has before, saving the starter in the meantime. Fowler got into trucking as an owner-operator just six years ago, and his turn to trucking follows those long years as a diesel mechanic as he tells the story and what follows. As you'll hear, the business and plenty of other sense in uh, eliminating idling has been with his family going back generations. Alternative power sources are not I was a diesel mechanic. I just got kind of burnt out on working on everybody's broke down stuff. <laughs> now I just work on my broke down stuff. <laughs> <laughs> was it only only diesel engines? Uh, or did you do some gas work too? Or? I worked uh, primarily on diesel engines. I worked uh, yeah. the oil field was big in Arkansas for a little while, the natural gas thing. And mm-hmm. I run several oil field shops, and the business kind of went down, and uh, I was just just burnt out on it because I mean. Diesel mechanic is back breaking work. Everything's heavy. I'm 46 years old. I'm not getting any younger. So what can I do that I will enjoy and still make money at it? And my dad drove for 47 years. He raised two boys in the cab of a truck by himself. So I thought, why not? Let's give that a shot. Did you? Were you on the truck with your dad full time when you were young? Uh, during the school years, we stayed with my grandma a lot. His mother. Okay. And uh, when we were out of school, yeah, we spent a lot of time in the truck. I could probably drive a truck before I could drive a car. But I wouldn't trade the experience for anything. And my dad wouldn't idle. I mean, he didn't have any solar panels or anything. But I don't care if it was negative 20 degrees outside. He wouldn't idle that truck. Yeah, you picked that up in early age, huh? Right. I mean, he'd put you in a Walmart sleeping bag and tell you, good luck. Uh, Bug screens and uh, for the windows and everything, stuff like that when it's hot out. Oh, definitely. I remember being in Arizona with him, and it was like, I don't know, it was, there was snow on the ground. I, I was a kid, a teenager. You know, I don't remember exactly. I just know we were in Arizona, and it was cold, and there was snow on the ground. And we were in a 73 cab over International. And there's only room in the sleeper of that truck for one person. So he would shut mm-hmm. the truck off, and I slept on the doghouse between the seats and the sleeping bag. And... In the morning time, when he, right before he got ready to go, he'd wake me up and tell me to start the truck. When it warmed up, then we would go. But, I mean, he just, he wouldn't idle. He didn't want that wear and tear on his truck. And when I tell you about my fuel savings, 
I add that figure into my fuel savings because I mean it costs you seven, eight thousand dollars a year just to idle your truck. I mean it costs you, depending on where you go, it costs you fifty thousand dollars to rebuild this engine. Yeah. So you break that down over a course of six years or so, and yeah, it costs you about seven, maybe eight thousand dollars a year just to idle on the wear and tear of it. A big thanks again to Joe from Spokane, who you heard at the top, and Chad Fowler for his perspective on his unique system. Search Chad Fowler at OverdriveOnline.com for a Channel 19 blog post detailing his system, published Tuesday, March 10th. There's some detail there, too, on the solar-fed battery-powered system of expediters Bob and Linda Caffey, with a somewhat different approach when it comes to the particular components, but the same general idea. Caffeys also do run a Odin generator in case they need it. Yet, Linda and Bob both report it's rarely coming on anymore when they're stopped now that the mostly maintenance-free solar power option is reality. Their panels came from a manufacturer called Merlin Solar. And that's all for today. Until next time, keep those hands washed and those big and beautiful trucks clean. Though the Matt's cancellation comes to a blow I know to many around trucking, including this rider. We'll look forward to their 50th anniversary next year. And Gats in Dallas in August, of course, will be here before we know it. I hope to see you there. Stay pro in the meantime.